Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. Hey friend, you're listening to Truth Talks with Tara, a podcast dedicated to helping you know, love, and live God's word. I'm your host, Tara, and I am so glad that you're here. Each week, we'll dive into scripture together. We'll answer questions we all have about the Bible and about how to live for God, as well as learn from some of my amazing friends and guests. If you want to see how God's word can truly change your everyday life, this show is for you. My prayer is that we would all grow in our knowledge of God so that we can live boldly for Him. So, what do you say? Let's get into it. Happy, happy Tuesday and happy 2023 podcast fam. I cannot believe we are in a new year and I'm just grateful that you and I get to enter a new one together, a new amazing year and ready and hopeful and expectant for what God is going to do through Truth Talks with Tara in another season. If you're new here, thank you for joining us, especially to kick off a new year. I'm really excited to see what God has down the pipeline for all of the conversations, all of the Bible studies, all of the just explorations into scripture to know, love, and live God's word. It is so sweet to meet you. For my friends that are rejoining us that have been here for any amount of time, hey, welcome back. I am honored and I'm excited to get in today's conversation. So by the title, you're either really excited or maybe you're kind of skeptical. Like, I'm not really sure how I feel about New Year's resolutions, Tara. I don't buy into the hype or I love them. I'm really excited about this. I do it every single year. And so I wanted to have a conversation about it. Last week's episode was a little bit along this vein and how to process and prepare, you know, for the new year, how to thank God for the last year and then how to prepare again for the new year. And so in this conversation, I wanted to share a little 
little bit more of a biblical perspective on how to achieve these resolutions and then maybe some reasons why resolutions don't really work out and just a different perspective than maybe we're hearing on social media or in real life. And then I compile just a few of my goals and desires and dreams and wishes for this next year that I've been working through with the Lord. And so I just wanted to share that with you um, and just maybe for some accountability and some inspiration. And also, I just love getting to hear where people are looking to in the next year and how they are wanting to better their faith and better their lives. So let's get into how to actually achieve these New Year's resolutions and maybe some ways that we've um, just kind of gotten in our own way, but think about it in a biblical perspective. Okay, so we're kind of going to do one of these things where I'm going to tell you um, the positive side and then the negative side. So we're going to talk about how to actually achieve these kinds of things and then how they often aren't worked out in our lives, how these resolutions and goals um, and dreams, even face size dreams are not accomplished. So we're going to do how and then a not how to basically. So the first thing I would encourage us in is when we're looking to these news resolutions, and if you're a person who does not usually do resolutions, I'd encourage you to keep listening because we're going to take a different spin, a different approach to them. And the first thing is to have the right motivation. See, the resolutions that don't last, the ones that don't happen are rooted in self. Say we've reached the end of January and we're already burnt out and we haven't accomplished what we wanted to and we get disappointed and frustrated and we just give up. Those, you know, those resolutions and those desires and those goals are really born out of self. They're rooted in becoming a better new me apart from the realization that God is where we find our truest selves. That's the message of the secular message of these resolutions and new year, new me is that it's all rooted in ourselves and that it's all up to ourselves instead of realizing that as Christians in God, in Christ, that is where we find our truest selves. I have to read you this quote by Ann Voskamp. She posted it to her Instagram story this morning, and I want to read it to you because it just sums it up perfectly. Read this over yourself. Listen to this over yourself. Ann says, note to soul, in a new year, the only hope of a new you is Christ in you. Nothing new will happen this year apart from him, the one who makes all things new. Nothing will be changed, remade, transformed, and nothing will be satisfying apart from him who made our heart for his. Anne said it so perfectly. The only hope of a new us, a better us, a, an us that's more like Christ is Christ in us, is abiding in Christ. And nothing new will happen apart from the God who promises in scripture to make all things new. And nothing will be changed, remade, or transformed, and nothing will satisfy us apart from the one who made our hearts to find ultimate satisfaction and fulfillment in him. And so these resolutions, to actually achieve resolution in Christ, is realizing that God is the one who empowers us and strengthens us to the tasks. He is the one that equips us to conform to his image. And that kind of just leads me into my second thought that I want to remind us, maybe we should switch our thinking from resolution to sanctification and from self-help to sanctification. So guys, we know that sanctification is the process of becoming more and more like God. And then self-help from the world's perspective is the process of helping ourselves become more like ourselves, which we're told in scripture that we need to be transformed to become our truest self, transformed in the knowledge of Christ. 
and not in the knowledge of ourselves. And so that is exactly where we need to land. And I've been really thinking about this, friend. I've been thinking how maybe my resolutions need to be, maybe the verbiage needs to be changed. Maybe I need to think of them more as acts of sanctification instead of acts of personal resolution. You see, the difference between a New Year's resolution from the world standard and from its base level knowledge and understanding and that of sanctification is that sanctification factors in grace and mercy. I want you to think about that. Sanctification, unlike New Year's resolutions from a base level, worldly level, it actually gives us grace. It actually gives us mercy. You see, sanctification is the process, like we said, of becoming more like Jesus, of God shaping us into the knowledge and the virtue and the character of his son, Jesus, and becoming more like him in how we act and how we live and how we think. But when we think about what the world expects us to do, the reason why a lot of us make these resolutions and fail is because we have not adapted to God's grace. We fail once and we think, I can't start again. We fail once and we don't read our Bible one day and we say, I've already missed the mark. When we know in Christ that God sent his son Jesus to pay the full price for us, to hit the mark and surpass the mark for us. And so now we have grace to live in. Friend, self-help and secular worldly New Year's resolutions and the message that the world will tell you about New Year's resolutions will make you feel like a failure and it will tempt you to compare. It'll tempt you to look at, you know, him or her doing these things and hitting their goals and living their best lives already in 2023 or whatever year. And that's what self-help will do to you instead of sanctification, where God, by his grace, day by day, again, we got to take it day by day. He will make us more into the image of Christ. 2023 will not be your year because it is God's year. You get to be a part of the beautiful story that God has for you. It's your life, but it will not be anything if it is apart from Christ. And so maybe we should think of this again as sanctification and not a resolution as let's meet this year with acts of sanctification and goals of sanctification in Christ instead of goals of self-help and resolution from the world standards. Because I don't know about you, but I want everything that I do to sanctify me. And God says that he will use everything to sanctify us. We read in God's word that it is that that sanctifies us, that let us or let our lives be sanctified in truth. And so, friend, I just maybe want to challenge us to consider maybe just thinking about ways that God can sanctify us in our faith, because there's nothing wrong with resolutions of working out or eating more clean and reading more books and things like that. Those are all really great things, but we have to have the right motivation again, like I said, to become more and more like Christ, to abide in Christ, to let God empower us to do the overwhelming work of changing because we cannot do it on our own. And so maybe let's shift the thinking, let's shift the conversation to being sanctified and not bettering ourselves on our own, but letting God sanctify us through our obedience to him. And the next thing that I would encourage us in as we're thinking about our resolutions, as we're starting them this week, you know, first week of January, is to perhaps not hold too tightly to our resolutions and hold tighter instead to our God. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash truth talks. Friend, Proverbs 16, 9, a verse that I talk a lot about in my own books, under your story releasing in the next couple months. Kind of crazy, by the way, that I can say this year. My book launches this year in two months in 2023. That's a whole nother um, conversation though. But Proverbs 16, 9, we know that we can plan our lives, but God establishes our steps. And so this isn't an encouragement to be lazy. I don't want to, I don't want to tell you to, Hey, since God establishes your steps then you shouldn't, you know, live or be, be obedient or follow him. This is just a reminder to move forward with our plans, but ultimately surrender and trust God. So God says, you know, planning is not a sin. Making these resolutions is not a sin. But what happens, what is a sin is when we hold on to what we think life should be instead of trusting God. When we take our lives in the hands of our own selves instead of open-handedly surrendering them to God and saying, okay, God, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to look at what God's word says and I'm going to follow that. But if you have other plans for my life, if there are other twists and turns that come, I am going to stop. I'm going to pause and I'm going to hold tighter to you and what you say rather than my resolutions. And how does this practically work out? I really think that we make resolutions and we make goals and we make plans that honor God. We make plans that line up with his word. And when we're doing these resolutions, when we're making these goals, when we are goal setting and dream planning in our planners and we're looking ahead to this next year, big picture, we need to think, okay, do those things honor God? Basically, do they line up with his word or are they a sin? Are they selfish? That kind of leads me into my next question is ask yourself as you not only do these resolutions, but as you live every single day, number one, does this resolution echo God's heart for me in this next year? Or is it based on my selfish desires? That is something that we need to go to God in prayer. We need to take our list. We need to take what is in our mind about what we have, our expectations for the next year and ask God, give me discernment to know whether this is something that honors you or that something that honors my selfish desires. 
Friend, when our lives are built on the solid foundation of Jesus Christ and his word, even if things pivot, even when life gets hard, because it still will be hard, even if Christ is our foundation, we will not be shaken when he is our foundation. We will be able to meet life with its unexpected twists and turns when we are following God, when we are committed to the sanctifying work that he has and that he promises in and through us. I just wanted to lay the groundwork for that as I kind of shared just some of my random resolutions and sanctifying acts, I guess, of obedience like we talked about earlier for this next year. And to be honest, usually I, in years past, have made a brain dump of like 30 or 40 things, like just random little things. And that's not a bad thing. If you did that, I love that because my brain works the same way. But for the sake of this conversation and for the sake of just how my life has felt lately, just so loud and cluttered, I wanted just to literally share like four or five that I have been writing down and thinking about. I actually wrote, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five. I have my iPad out here in front of me. I wrote down five and I was tempted to keep adding more because I thought I needed to add more. But here's another reminder and permission slip for you is that if you are the person that makes goals and resolutions, don't feel like you need to fill up a whole notebook paper. Don't feel like you need to hit 20 or 30 or whatever other people may be doing. You do not need to keep up with anyone. You just need to keep in step with the spirit. I'm speaking to myself too because I felt self-conscious about only having like five that I'm focusing on. But these are the really awesome realities in Christ is that there's grace and that there's also day by day, we have new goals. We have new areas of sanctification that God will bring to our mind. Um, And God wants to constantly be growing us, but we can only take it day by day. And that's a really awesome piece of news. Okay, so to wrap up the episode, I want to share five of my resolutions that I am going into this year, five things that I want to take day by day in God's grace um, with discipline and obedience, obviously, but I want to hold really open-handedly to him and what he has. So the first thing that I have been kind of sharing over on my Instagram as well, just on stories and just some of my thoughts is to simplify and declutter my life in all of the ways. I literally underlined all of the ways. Friend, I'm on this ruthless journey. I keep calling it ruthless, but I feel like it is. Like, I feel like it needs to be cutthroat in a lot of ways because my life really needs it. I'm on this ruthless journey of, you know, of decluttering my life and my house mainly. And I say life, but it's mainly my house. It's the areas that I live in. I've been inspired by this book that just encourages people to um, simplify just in every area because I'm realizing that we have been we've been really blessed with a fairly good sized home especially as a starter rental home but we don't have a lot of storage and things pile up like crazy and I'm realizing as I go through different rooms of my home that I just hold on to things you know for the sake of holding on to things I'm sure you can think of a cupboard or a drawer or a room of your house that just has things shoved. Or maybe you're really organized and I'm really impressed and please teach me how you do that. But (laughs) I just realized that I just have been shoving things and I have just been putting things in boxes and um, just sticking them in places because I'm like, I don't have to think about it now. But just the the mental load and um, burden that things built up puts on you is insane and so I have gone through my office although I need to do it again but I've gone through and accumulated a bunch of things and put them in boxes and then another day I'm going to sort through those boxes to donate to sell to give away any of those things and it has been helpful already to see that I've already accumulated a few boxes in one room 
And then today, after this episode, I am on a journey to declutter my utensil drawer in my kitchen and get rid of a bunch of utensils that I realize I just shove and I don't use probably 40-50% of them. And so things like that, I am on this journey. It sounds really weird to say journey because it sounds like so cliche, but I really am and I'm excited to get rid of things to help myself breathe because one of the biggest ways I realized I was overwhelmed in 2022 was how just cluttered my house felt and just how overwhelming the things were and so this is a small step to be able to help that lord willing (laughs) the next one is one that everyone has as a resolution but i feel like it's a good one and you know i'm gonna really get after this one in grace and that is work out three to four times a week friend you know postpartum body struggles is real i am 10 months postpartum and Working out has not been as easy as I thought. You know, I'm 10 months out and I'm pretty close to my pre-pregnancy weight, but that really like weight, you know, at this point is just a factor because although I'm really close to that weight, I am not physically, you know, in the in the shape and the physique that I once was. And so it's really weird. I'm not as toned, I'm not as fit as I once was. And I've kind of switched my goals for working out. I obviously want to look a certain way, but more than that, I want to just feel better in my body. I I don't want to feel as achy and, you know, and this and that. I just want to be able to operate life and to be able to be active. Um, And so I have that goal of working three to four times a week, um, whether that is, you know, doing, you know, lifting or going on a walk or Pilates, whatever that combination looks like. I feel like that's the most attainable for me, at least. The next one is I want to read more books and I also want to read more books to Hunter. So I do read a lot of books because I review a lot for the podcast. Like when you guys hear that I have authors on the show, I like to read through their books, you know, to obviously make sure that it's something that I want to share with you and I feel like it's biblically sound and encouraging. Um, And so I read a lot of those, but you know, that feels like it's for work, you know, although the books are so enjoyable that I get to read and I've loved every single person on the show and I'm excited for more this year. Um, but I just want to read out of enjoyment as well. And I have, I'm literally staring right now at my bookshelf and I have so many that I haven't even touched. And so I want to make sure that I am, you know, reading for enjoyment and also reading more books to Hunter. Oh, I want to make sure that that's more of a practice in our lives. And he's pretty wiggly, so I don't really know how it's going to stick. But I want to make sure that like, even just with the daily routines and just kind of getting it into practice, that as he gets older, like maybe he'll enjoy it more. My desire is to lay the groundwork for just as he gets older too, as we start reading more books and start reading more scripture, that it's already a practice of reading books and reading scripture that when he's older, he's like, oh yeah, like it's time to read or before bed, it's time for, you know, a Bible story. And so never, never too young for that. The next thing is I want to get into the word for at least 10 minutes every single day. As a new mom, my Bible study routine, although I've changed my expectations and it's been way more doable, I can do a whole podcast episode on this, by the way, too. So let me know, um, you know, DM me on Instagram, send me an email if you'd like to hear like what my routine in the word looks like right now as a new mom. Um, But although that's really helped and those expectations have helped, I want to make it even more attainable and just say 10 minutes. And if I get more than that, great. But one of my good friends on Instagram, Amy Gannett, just encourages those who follow her that even just a few minutes, 
I mean, who says that it has to be this huge, long routine? If you do have a huge, long routine, that's great. But starting somewhere and realizing that God can speak through us in just a few minutes time and meditating on scripture is so powerful. That has been a game changing realization for me. And the last thing is to pursue regular community more intentionally than ever before. Not only am I a new mom that has less time, it seems, right? Because I'm literally caring for a human and keeping a human alive. Um, but I just feel like friendships change a lot as you get older. And it changes when you when you get out of school and when you're married even. And then you have a kid. There's just so many layers. And friendship can be hard. I'm reading Find Your People by Jenny Allen right now. My first book of 2023. Um, and so I'm diving into that to see what she has to say and any encouragement she has in that area. But I want to pursue more intentional community than ever before because it has been one of the loneliest seasons of my life. Postpartum has been hard. And so I feel like more than ever I need it um, and more than ever I'm realizing that it can't be something that I put on the back burner. My family, yes, and my God is my priority, but I need community and I need fellowship and counsel and all of these things. And so that is something that I want to make not only a goal for 2023, but my entire life moving forward because that is what I am now. I'm a wife, I'm a mom, but I also want to be a good friend and I want to pursue like a good friend also should be. Okay, friends, that was my five resolutions or small acts of sanctification that I am setting in my mind and heart and praying about over with the Lord for this year. And if you have some that you are working towards, you know, friend, don't be afraid to share that. You know, I would encourage you. Here's my challenge for you right now. Totally off the cuff. Take a screenshot of this episode and I want you to put it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Miss Tara Sun and at Truth Talks with Tara, both accounts so I can say thank you um, and share your five resolutions or hop on your Instagram story or make a post or share to Facebook or text a friend, do any of those things and share your resolutions and celebrate them and encourage them and get excited and hopeful for them because I think a lot of times we hear a message online where it's like, okay, love resolutions. They're great. Go after them. And then their message is like, they're not attainable, like yada, yada, yada. But I want to say, let's celebrate them. Let's get hopeful and expectant for what God's going to do because he's the one who empowers us to do the task. I'm not saying that you're going to be perfect in your resolutions because none of us are perfect. And I know I'm not going to be perfect either. But what I am saying is that 2023 is God's year. Every year is God's year. But this year that we're walking into, it's God's year. And God has a plan for what he is going to lead you through this year. And so if anything, if your resolutions are to know God more and to love him more and to live for him more, he's got you. And you're going to be exactly where he wants you to be. And he, out of that motivation out of that desire to know love and live for him he is going to produce some amazing things in your life this year so I don't know. I'm kind of amped up after this episode. Thank you so much for ringing in a new year with me on the podcast. Happy January 3rd or whenever you're listening to this. You know, if you're listening to this months and months after it's released in January, hey, this is still something we should be talking about. This is still a conversation we should be having. I am pumped for everything this year has on the podcast. Thank you again for entering another year with us. Stick around, subscribe on any platform, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your shows. Make sure to leave a rating and review. This would be the best way to kick off the new year so that we can hit it hard and hit it strong and get more people to join us as you and I seek to know, love, and live God's word. I love you, friends, and we will see you in the next episode.